Fraser heads, we need to speak. Because there's chaos. Chaos in the polls. Chaos. Well, quite frankly, just chaos in the polls. But there's chaos. Uh, it's chaos in the polls. In the poll run. Essentially, this is what's happened. This week, I ran a new competition on my Instagram. It was called Most Fabulous Grandma. And we were looking to find the most fabulous grandma in the whole entire world. And this competition was the same as all competitions that have come before it. Might I add that since I last checked in with all of you, uh, with the hot dad, sorry, with the hot dog uh, recap episode, we had an episode on hot non-dogs, which Pasquale, the duck one. We had a um, we had a competition with hot dads, which Phil from San Francisco won. And now, well, none of those had controversy. Everyone accepted. Okay, fine. Pasquale, the winner. Phil, the winner. Even the winner of Hot Dog, Leo, who has defended his crown four times now. No controversy. And the more I speak, the more I start to think I created this controversy. But I will also say that it was because of the insane reaction of a bunch of washed up Belmont Hill lacrosse players that this even became a thing. But hear me out because number one, I know nothing about Belmont Hill. I'm from England. I don't understand what it is. My understanding is it's very similar um, to the school I went to in the UK. Uh, But I looked it up and their most prominent alumni, alumnus, is, well, he's a hockey guy. It's a hockey school. A bunch of NHL players. So I don't get why all these lacrosse players are coming for me when you're not even playing the sport that we don't even need to get into. I don't even need to say any more words. All I'll say, Belmont Hill, you're no St. Sebastian who won the ISL championship in 2019. You're no Roxbury Latin. You're no Brunswick Academy. I have Wikipedia'd your rivals. Uh, you peaked in 2017 when you last won the ISL championship. But you have gone trophyless in the last three years. Uh, Belmont Hill, uh, lacrosse players, let's have at it. Uh, I don't know who you are. You're probably bigger than me. You're probably stronger than me. Um, and I say this all in jest because I'm pretty sure you could beat me up. Uh, but I could probably run farther than you, which honestly isn't a flex. Uh, if anything, if you're flexing while you're running, <laughs> don't get me started on calisthenics. Uh, but yeah, essentially I'm regretting everything I'm saying because, well, I, I think people just stick to, too often in this economy, whenever someone says something, they have to stick by it. I've made a point on this podcast of saying that I don't stick by anything I've ever said. And uh, Belmont Hill lacrosse players, honestly, I'm sure you're wonderful guys. Uh, I'd love to 
hang out with you in a bar. Um, and, you know, drink. I'm not sure how much you guys can drink. Probably not a lot. But it would be great just to get to know you guys. Because I don't want any beef. These poles, these pole walkers, they're meant to be fun. They're meant to be engaging. There's not meant to be animosity. And again, like I said, I think I caused a lot of it. And I might be causing even more of it right now uh, by continuing to talk about a high school lacrosse team. But I stand by it. Uh, because they were all in my DMs, sending me the clown emoji. I said, so what? I'm going to come after you on my podcast. So deal with that, Belmont Hill. Lacrosse team slash alumni. Uh, put this in your group chats. You, um, you're, you'll never be a... You'll never be a uh, noble and greener school or a, and you'll never, you'll certainly, you'll never live up to the Providentia Studium Fidelitas that your head teacher, Gregory J. Schneider, calls for, of foresight, zeal, and loyalty. And you'll certainly never have 61.3 members of your faculty. What the hell does that mean? I'm assuming that means the average age of your faculty. But when it says faculty 61.3, does that, who's, which faculty member is three-tenths of a person? That, with a different fraction, I'm glad I didn't say that. But Jesus, what does that mean? I mean, fair enough. This honestly looks pretty. I'm, I'm on your Wikipedia page right now, and it looks like you guys just are a classic boarding school. No complaints. I'm sure you guys are great. Let's settle this beef um, right now. Virtual handshake. Hell yeah. Okay, let's do a recap of Fab Grand Week. Essentially, we had 64 grandmas uh, submitted. Held some preliminary rounds, got it down to 32. Fabulous grandmas. Oh, they were fabulous. Some of them were so fabulous. I just can't get over how fabulous some of them were. There was Arlene. Arlene was a fabulous grandma. She had these glasses. And this is something that we've come to learn about grandmas is, um, you know, what makes them fabulous? Certainly one thing uh, is props. We're going to talk a lot about props from Mimi's uh, Harley to Arlene's glasses, to, well, Yok Chun's pure enthusiasm, enthusiasm and love of life and love of learning, to Daisy's dog, to Antonia's hat, to Clara's stoutness and uh, Barbara's sachet, sash, how do you pronounce it, to Roberta's smile, to Carol's cleavage, uh, to Kathy's rugs, to Gladys's smile. Wait, no, that's Linda. That's another thing I got wrong. One time I put this one grandma called Gladys up against this other grandma called Gladys because I thought uh, they were both called Gladys. Turned out one of them was called Linda and the one who was called Linda got knocked out by Gladys. So, um, mea culpa. 
But look at all these fab grands. Sandra in her white dress and Dorothy in her white dress and Liz in her white coat and uh, Kathy in her white top and Sandy in her white pearls and Charlotte with her magnificent red dress and nails. Wow, Charlotte honestly should have gone further. But wow, there were some fabulous grandmas and it was just so inspiring to see just someone someone commented this i don't know who it was a fan of patricia said patricia my hero what a fabulous group of beautiful and inspiring women i couldn't have put it better myself unless i plagiarized it because it really was so uplifting to see so many so many strong women who have raised families all across the world and to see just how remarkable they are and their zest i think one thing that stood out for every single grandma on this competition is that they had a love of life and you could see it you could see it wherever you looked be it the top left of your screen or the top right of your screen or the bottom left of your screen or the bottom middle of your screen the bottom right always had that little button so you can really look there but it was fabulous. It was a fabulous competition. And we saw some gripping results. An early favorite was Camilla, who honestly looks the closest thing to a, to a street fighter of a grandma I've ever seen. It was absolutely fascinating. Her grandson is quite a talented photographer. I'll give him a quick plug on this podcast, Freddie Dennis. Follow him on Instagram at Freddie Dennis. Took some wonderful shots of her. Uh, but, it, but she was knocked out by the eventual finalist, Maria, who her pick of her with her large sunglasses, applying lipstick, looking off into the distance at potentially a coffee shop or potentially a museum. Who's to say? It was a, um, a tough contest and Camilla was knocked out. And so was Arlene, who was an early favorite just due to her glamour. But Yok Chun came in hot. And Yok Chun was only taken down in the, uh, the final eight, I believe. I, I think Sylvia took her down. Sylvia, who has this Jane Fonda vibe to her, with her dumbbells and her soft smiles. Eventually, we got down to the final four. And the final four, well, hang on, let me tell, before we get to the final four, I want to tell you that I had two grandmas in this competition. I had Daisy, who got knocked out in the Elite Eight, and Antonia, who got knocked out in the Fab Four. And I personally think Daisy is a fabulous grandma. The most fabulous grandma I know, besides potentially Antonia, my other grandma. Uh, but it, it shows the limits of this competition because, well, a photo doesn't show it all. I don't know what, you know, Roberta's charm is. She actually looks very charming. I actually can tell from her photo that she is a wonderful lady. In fact, all of these people are wonderful, but Daisy is an exception. She is the best of the best, the creme de la creme. Um, she, she has more stories up her locker than, uh, than a, uh, or than I guess a kid who's been bullied, um, in middle school, uh, 
by uh, by kids who who keep on shoving stories up his locker. Uh, this is presumably happening at Belmont Hill. But anyway, uh, so Daisy's wonderful. She was telling this story. Uh, she was telling this story, and I can't remember how it went, but it was a dirty it was a dirty joke, and. And the the punchline to the story was, you sleep with me tonight, I'll tell you. Can't remember the story. I'll tell you the full story when I remember it. Uh, But essentially, she told this to... She told this to her brother... She told this to her brother-in-law's son. Uh, Which, considering he's 60 or whatever, was was a fabulous... I don't think she considered who she was telling this joke to. She was just like, I'm going to tell this joke with this punchline and whoever listens to it, hears it. God, I just can't get over the fact. I mean, I really, it would be great if all these team Mimi just didn't care and moved on with their lives. But I can't get over the fact that I have haters. So many haters, so many clown emojis in my DMs. It's crazy. But yeah, so how do you tell what makes a grandma fab? Can you see it from first glances? Can you get to know a city in just a day of being there? Or do you need to live there to figure out its vibe? I don't know. I think I've always been quite good at sussing people out from the off. Except, of course, um, for Belmont Hill lacrosse players, who, you know, initially I thought were great. But it's, i got to stop doing that. It's a high school lacrosse team. I don't think they even know what a podcast is. Anyway, so it gets to the final four. And it's Mimi versus Antonia and Sylvia versus Maria. Sylvia versus Maria is a pretty easy one. I mean, well, not easy because Sylvia's fabulous. But, you know, the votes are close. Maria takes it. Antonia versus Mimi. Mimi with her martini glass and pink bandana, and Harley Davidson, and Antonio with her rose-tinted glasses, and majestic brooch, and red fur hat, and beady eyes. That's how you describe eyes when you don't know how else to describe them. They went up against each other, and Mimi... Mimi was in the lead a bit. It was very close. It was kind of like a 52-48 split with a couple with maybe half of the 24 hours of voting done. And, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I would like to see my grandma win. And I, our entire family was like, oh, we'd like to see our grandma win. And initially I was like, oh, I'm not going to post about that because that would make me, that would make me partial. That would make me a biased organizer. And if there's one thing I pride myself on, it is my lack of bias. Uh, I am unbiased. You know that football player? I think his name is Len Bias. Uh, Let's see what his name is. Len Bias. He, very well, is that a... Yeah, Len Bias is a... He was an American college basketball player. And I'm not sure... What did he do which was notable? He must have played with Michael Jordan, right? Because why do, I, why do I know that name? Yes, he was called an explosive and exciting kind of player and compared him to Michael Jordan. 
Okay, and so I guess he did play in the NBA. Oh, oh. Oh, God. Oh, Len Bias died age 22. Oh, that's insanely sad. Um, died from cardiac arrhythmia induced by a cocaine overdose. Wow, that is um, tragic. I will I will find out more about Len Byers and tell you more about him in a, in an upcoming pod because people said he could have been the next Michael Jordan. Wow, who knew? Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm not that guy. <laughs> I am I'm unbiased. Okay, I guess that whenever you're making a simile or a comparison, make sure to check who you're talking about before you bring it up. That's so sad. Anyway, so I'm, I was trying to be impartial. And so when Daisy got knocked out, I didn't say anything. I just let it happen. Impartial, unbiased. But then it got to the final four and Antonia was, was losing. I was like, hey, why is it fair that all of Mimi's grandkids can get all of their people to comment and follow? and vote specifically for Antonia. And I haven't told a single person. I haven't led on to anyone. Not even my, obviously my family knows, but whatever, like 20 people from my family follow me on Instagram. Nothing compared to the 300 Mimi progeny or offspring. Which one? One of them is ancestors. One of them is ancestry. Uh, the, um, I was like, sure, it's fair. If anything, it's unfair against me that I'm not allowed to post in favor of Antonio. Because it's the same thing. If a grandkid says, hey, can you go vote for Mimi to a friend? They're going to be like, yeah, sure. I'm going to tell my friends. I, it was absolutely outrageous. Uh, and so then I get all these DMs saying, clown, shaking my head, boo, what, WTF, all kinds of things. And I just, I just thought it was outrageous. I, I thought it was absolutely absurd, and it there became so much drama. People started accusing other people started accusing Mimi of cheating, uh, and then my sister actually in the comments accused Mimi of cheating, but that didn't go down too well uh, because, well, essentially, Team Mimi, which is a bunch of thugs, all from like Brookline, Massachusetts, or wherever in Massachusetts people live. They all, they all started attacking everyone. My sister said Mimi cheated, which to be fair was unfounded. But then this one guy commented to my sister, I'm a beat your ass. You talk about my Mimi that way. Which is, number one, an interesting adoption of uh, AAVE. And number two, that's violence. That's threatening violence on election day. That's the kind of stuff you see in places like, I don't know, I could name them, <laughs> uh, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Charlotte. It's all kinds of stuff, and it's outrageous. And it, it, I wouldn't stand for it. And all these team meanies came in, call Mimi a cheater, now that's a huge problem. 
some random person with numbers in her account commented, Mimi is the coolest grandma. Anyone who disagrees is a chump. All right, well, you're the chump because we're not voting on the coolest grandma. We're voting on the fabulous grandma. Yeah, Mimi is incredibly cool. And what I will say, she's also incredibly fab. But slopes 78,000. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. You're the chump for misreading the T's and C's. The, the, the terms and conditions. It was outrageous. Uh, yeah, Mimi's cool. Any person who rides a Harley and sips a martini and wears red slippers is insanely cool. And wears leather pants. Like, insanely cool. Fab? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Because in my mind, I guess I equate fabulous with... I guess I equate fabulous with elegant. More so than cool. Not saying that fabulous can't mean cool. But I think overall, if I think of, you know, oh, shh. Catherine Zeta-Jones, fabulous. Uh, Blake Lively, cool. You see what I mean? I don't think I've made my point, but essentially, Catherine Zeta-Jones is elegant, whereas if you were to describe Blake Lively as fabulous, it's more because she's cool. Eh, I've lost my train of thought. Essentially, Fabulous means elegant more so than it means cool. And so that's why I personally thought Antonia was more fabulous than Mimi. Because Antonia, but I'm also, in this case, yes, knowing Antonia, I am biased. But I'm still, I can still encourage people to vote. Everyone encourages people to vote. I've got almost 700 new followers in the past two to three weeks. Because people tell their friends to vote. And I make myself private because I want to get something out of this. Um, and so when I post my link to my next TikTok, which you should all check out, more people will view it. That's why I'm doing these polls, as well as wanting to find out who the hottest um, non-dog is. But it's, it's, but essentially, this is what I'm saying. Everything got out of control. Everything became crazy. And now Mimi has been declared the fabest grandmother of them all. And I respect the people's opinion. Personally, from a subjective point of view, from a biased point of view, yeah. I think both my grandmas are the fabest people in the world. That's just me as a citizen of the people speaking. As the organizer of the poll and a respecter, of Fraser democracy, I, re I respect the decision and I will call Mimi the fabulous grandma in the world because that is what the people have said. That being said, who thinks democracy is a good idea? When has it ever given us anything good? The, um, let me give you some examples off the top of my head. In the 1960s, the civil rights movement was unpopular. Lots of people opposed measures that now we deem normal. Will I give you the specifics? No. Can you look them up? Yeah. Are you driving while listening to this podcast? Potentially. 
Should you look it up if you're driving? No. Stay on the road. Deeply unpopular. Let me give you another example. Brexit. You know who voted for Brexit? The majority of the British people. And most people agree that wasn't the best decision. That being said, if you're a lever, fair play. I'm not going to argue with you. You can uh, do as you please. That being said, we can't always place our blind faith in the people. What I think we need, and I haven't thought about the implications of this whatsoever, so uh, I hope in 10 years not to be labeled all kinds of the is because of this. Um, but I just think we need like 10. We need one leader from each field to make every decision. And we need to take into account the different intersectionalities that come into play in that field. Essentially what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get rid of, of Sherry, the uh, Sherry, the farmer and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Bill, the banker and Toby, the, you know, the tangerine farmer, because nothing against these three people specifically, but when too, too many people aren't informed, we make, it's, it's this weird thing in democracy where the wisdom of the crowds says more people will come to the right decision. But if you had just a ton of informed people, like say you had 10,000 people, each one was a leader in their field. Uh, and you took into account the different intersectionalities um, within those fields. So um, then, I don't know, you have 10,000 people vote on issues. It's like, hey, how do we fix this? The 10,000 smartest people will come together and you kind of like, you get appointed or whatever, you earn the respect of your peers. I don't know how to do it. But then you do that. And uh, then I think that's even, uh, it's not as democratic. It's kind of like what the, I guess the, for all my history buffs, what the anti-federalists argue for. Uh, essentially, representative democracy. Wait, no, that's wrong. What's the other one? There's representative democracy. Yeah, representative democracy. You have a representative, but instead of it just being a, poli a career politician, get politics out of it. All these politicians do no good. What we need are 10,000 people who go on their day, do their daily lives as the leading, um, you know, s speaker maker in America, as well as the leading doctor uh, and the leading cardboard manufacturer and the leading farmer and the leading, um, I don't know, whoever's leading the billboard charts. And whoever's, whoever makes all the light bulbs, we need all of them to go at their day jobs. And then, you know, five days a year, they come together and we're like, okay, this is what I think. This is what I think. This is what I think. And then that's the will of the people. And I think that's better. Uh, but we also need to make sure that everyone is spoken for. Um, so essentially that, that doesn't mean you just include that doesn't just mean the leaders in terms of wealth. We're talking leadership on all fronts. We're talking community organizers. 
you know, everyone gets a delegate. We're talking activists. We're talking, we're talking people who are homeless. We're talking, I don't know, I, I feel like John Kasich right now. Just, I feel such a flow. Maybe I should be a politician. Uh, but I think that would just end up poorly for everyone. So I'm not going to do that. Anyway, I, made, I was talking about the polls. You make the polls. You make the rules. Those were the first words out of my mouth. And so when I go through the hassle of, of making all these polls, of telling everyone, wow, that's a fab grandma, or having to tell over 60 people, whoa, you've got a super hot dad, or even worse, telling like 100 people, whoa, you've got a super hot dog, which is a weird thing to say, especially to men. If you not because because of the euphemism, then I think I get the right to help out my grandma. And so I posted on my story saying, please vote for my grandma. Yeah, there was a bit of bias there, but I thought since it was or not biased, it was a bit, you know, uneven. But this makes the mistake of thinking everyone who follows me likes me. That's wrong. I have like 30 people who like me. And most of them I'm currently in an argument with. So who's to say what impact that had? I was just trying to give my grandma a fighting shot because I knew, well, I, you know, she didn't have a shot. And so I was just trying to be a good grandson by supporting her and being able to tell her, look, grandma, I even tried to break the rules for you. And she would be like, Simon, darling, you're fantastic. And I would have been like, ha, ha, ha. Now give me some more pork sausages. Um, that's what we eat. Anyway, that's that. Uh, yeah, Antonia deserved better. And ev- I think everyone in my DMs right now from Team Mimi needs to stop being a sore winner. Congratulations, you've won. Mimi is objectively the most fabulous grandma in the world, and I respect that decision, and I think Mimi is awesome. I have nothing against Mimi. I just wanted to give my grandma a fair shot. Uh, That being said, justice for Camilla, who was so such a good grandma, can't believe she lost. But um, Freddie and his grandma, I think, will live to see another day. Hopefully, hopefully. Anyway, what else do we need to speak about? Well, we're getting into next week's competition or this week's competition. I don't really do weeks by days now. I just do weeks by. The round of 64 versus the championship. Championship is a Sunday. So we're getting into the next round. Hottest couple. If you're a hot couple, if your parents are a hot couple, if your grandparents are a hot couple, submit yourself. Submit a couple pick. It would be great to see you there. I can promise you I will stay uninvolved because I am single. Uh, That being said, so therefore, no... No accusations will be thrown around. Everyone will get a. Everyone will be fair and square. One more point about the. Uh, one more point about Mimi. Just this one goes out to all the people saying you cheated. Would Mimi have won if she didn't have all the support of her friends and family? I don't know. It's a very interesting question. But then again, I'm in it for the followers. So. I don't really mind. Uh, Congratulations to Mimi, the fabulous grandma in the world. She's an absolute superstar. I have nothing but love and respect for her 
and all the other grandmas who are entered. They're all fantastic, amazing, inspiring, brilliant, intelligent women. And um, Fraser Heads rock on. And phrase of the day, 10,000 votes. Uh, say you're, say you're uh, trying to reform democracy. How do you do it? 10,000 votes. Go back in the pod if you don't remember what I'm speaking about. All right. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great day. Have a great rest of your week and look forward to Hottest Couple. Submit yourself.